This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Wrigley's Spearmint Gum presents The Howard Miller Show. And now here with Music on Records is Howard Miller. Thank you very much, Eddie Joyce. Good morning, everyone. From Chicago, where the sun is beginning to shine just a little bit after about 48 hours of dismal cloud bursting around the Midwest, we're speaking from uh, our Wrigley Building Studios and all set to talk to one of the great greats of show business. Now, ordinarily, the flexibility of uh, disc jockey programming allows you to change program formats from time to time, and that's what we're going to do today because it's our privilege to present a man who is so rich in the lore and legend of show business that I feel that we would be cheating you of a delightful extra few minutes by playing too many phonograph records. So all we're going to play is just one record, and that'll be the record of the one and only, the great Jimmy Schnazola Durante, who is waiting to speak to us in his home in, I hope, sunny California. But before we tune in on Jimmy, who is out there waiting to talk to the world, I want to suggest just once again to all of you mothers that there isn't a nicer thing in all the world that you can give to the youngsters when they come calling at your house come Halloween Eve, then uh, a package of Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. And that's why I'm going to suggest now that up high on your shopping list when you go out today to replenish all the vittles that the family consumed over the weekend, that you have a box of Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum on hand. Because, believe me, there's just nothing nicer when the kids come a-knocking at your door and say, tricks or treats, ma'am, that you hand them a refreshing, wholesome, and delicious package of Wrigley's. You see how much quality and how much charm, how many friends you can win with just the small package with a lot of taste of Wrigley Spearmint. You get some today, will you, Mother? Well, now let's go out to California. Let's not play a phonograph record right now, but let's instead talk to Jimmy Durante, who I presume is just about beginning to bestir out there because it's considerably earlier in California than any other place in the United States. How are you this morning, Jimmy? Oh, fine, Howard. I want to say good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. Well, I want to say good morning to you, and it's an awfully early good morning, too, out there, about 8.45 or thereabouts. Uh, this is about wake-up time for you regularly, is it, Jimmy? What? <laughs> this is not <laughs> This is not ordinarily the time, I think, the Durante household stirs. No, if I've only had about three hours sleep, I usually go to bed around 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. And uh, this morning at 6 o'clock... Uh, the telephone technicians and your radio technicians knocking on the door, and it became bedlam here in about five minutes. <laughs> and from that time on, there was no such thing as sleep in the Durante household, I presume. No, and I'm glad that you're not on this end here, getting up at six in the morning. <laughs> well, Jimmy, as a matter of fact, I usually get up about that time, but of course I don't work as late as night as you do. Uh, are you working there in California at the present? Yes, uh, I'm doing a, a show uh, three weeks out of four. And uh, we were rehearsing last night till about 2 in the morning. Not rehearsing, but writing the show for next Saturday night. Yes. Now, Jimmy, ordinarily, when you sit down uh, to start producing your great series on television, uh, do you sit with the writers from the very inception of the program, or do they turn out something first, and then you look it over, and then you sit with them? No, first we sit down, and the boys give a few ideas, and we pick out the best one, and then they go... Then they go in their cubbyhole and <laughs> start writing for two or three days. And when they're finished, then we look at it and make the changes. Yes. Well, one of the things, Jimmy, that we want to investigate and inspect today is the beginning of the career of Clayton, Jackson, and Durante, one of the great acts of show business. When was the first time that you showed your wares to the American public, and what year was it? Me alone? No, the, the trio. Oh, that was in 1923. 
And uh, was that on the regular vaudeville circuit that you first went out? No, no. Uh, Jackson, I, and two other fellas, we opened a club on uh, 58th Street and Broadway, and we called it the Durant Club. Uh-huh. That was during the prohibition days, and uh, you had to be known to get in. Yes. And uh, we opened it, and uh, Clayton came up as a as a paying customer, and finally <laughs> he bought out one of the boys. Yes. And it was no trio at that time, just partners. Jackson and I, I was playing the piano up at the place, and uh, Jackson would sing, and I'd play the piano, so he joined us, so finally... We wouldn't open until 11 o'clock at night and run till about 6 or 7 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, so finally we got little routines together. So Jackson and Clayton used to walk around like bosses. So now I was playing a piano all night. So finally I hired a piano player <laughs> and I walked around like a boss. <laughs> and then there were three bosses and nobody working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, prior to that time, of course, um, Jimmy, you had been in show business, so had you not? I play piano for a living. But that was the extent of it. That was the extent of it. And uh, and uh, in the Alamo in Harlem, 125th Street, I had a four-piece orchestra. Yes. Well, then I suppose the successes of the three bosses, when you got a couple of routines up, were so great that you decided to discontinue being nightclub owners and you went out on the circuit as part of a, a show act. Well, let me tell you something, Howard. You know, uh, we were in business there for about a year, and when finally two fellas, there was the doorman, wouldn't let two fellas in. So they called me down, and I went outside, and the fellow says, Hello, Jimmy, and I says, Hello. And uh, I bawled the doorman out for not letting them up. So they bought me a drink, and I bought them a drink, and they put the drink in a little bottle, and the next week we were padlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been the feds that came a-calling. And they probably didn't even buy the drink from you. They probably just got it on the house. That's right. Well, then, Jimmy, you started the act, and it was Clayton, Jackson, and Durante. Was that the billing? That's right. It was Clayton Jackson and Durante. And then you went out in the regular vaudeville circuit. Now, of course, these days, vaudeville is practically a dead issue in that true sense of the word. Do you miss those days when you used to do uh, the two-a-day performances, Jimmy? I really do. You know, up to that time, up to that time, we I never worked out of New York City. Always working in nightclubs. And uh, the first engagement we got after about two or three years together, I think it was about Four years to be exact. We uh, headlined at the state. Hello? Yes. We headlined at the state. And uh, Irvin Berlin came back and Sam Harris and Syme Silverman of Variety. And at the end of our act, the first one, the manager came back and said, Listen, we just want an act, not a production. We would, did everything in the world. <laughs> I think we were on an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Nobody was calling us back, but we were going back. That's wonderful. Jimmy, any time that you get on one of these stories and you don't hear me interrupt, it's only because I love to listen to you tell the story. I'm here. Don't worry. Now, uh, you've opened up a brand new facet of show business, which is record making. Of course, you've made other records before, but I think that most of the music world is much more enthused about this new one that you've done for Decca, I Love You, I Do, than any other record that you've ever made. When did you decide to go back into this phase of the business, Jimmy? Well... We made a lot of records for Decca. We made an album for Decca. We made an album for, or I did, uh, for MGM records. But I don't know. We didn't make uh, a hit record outside of the 
Won't you come home, Bill Bailey, and Inca Dinka do? Yes, both those were very big, of course. Yes, and... and... then you had a very great record with one of the um, opera stars that slipped my mind now who it was. Uh, Helen Trouble. Helen Trouble, that's right, of course. Yeah, and... but I don't know if it caused any noise. Uh-huh. But and I'm then... high on this one on account of, uh, uh, on account of the piano playing in it. Uh, you like the piano playing in this one? Yeah, it's the first time I ever played piano on a record myself. Well, and you wrote this, too. Yes, and wrote it with Jackie Barnett. Well, I think it has every reason in the world to be popular with the people. Let's listen to it, and then we'll comment just a little bit about it. Oh. Let's let all the United States of America share in the delight of listening to Jimmy Durante, backed up by a great orchestration, Roy Barge in the band, and also with his old partner, Eddie Jackson, I Love You, I Do. I never want to say goodbye to you, darling. I hope we never have to part. Cross my heart, I'll never lie to you, darling. Cause you was in my heart. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, I do. And baby mine. I want you, want you, want you, want you, want you, I do. Sweetheart mine, I love you, I want you, but you get me upset. Now baby, tell me why you're playing so hard to get. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, I do. Jimmy Durante, the one and only, the great pianist, probably one of the greatest piano players of all times with I Love You, I Do. Jimmy, you know, it seems like you're taking a serious approach to music on that particular record. You're playing a serious piano, aren't you? Yes, I... <laughs> I, I, I got a kick out of that record, even if, it, even if I did play it myself. Yeah, where did you study piano, Jimmy? What? Well, years and years ago, I uh, took a few lessons... Uh, but I play mostly by ear. Yes, well, was it your thought in those days that you would someday play perhaps for the concert stage? 
No. <laughs> you never had that inclination. No, no. I wanted to be the greatest ragtime piano player. I want to be a great ragtime piano player. That was my ambition. So somehow or another, they drifted me at the show business. Yes. Jimmy, I um, have never explained to the radio audience of this particular Wrigley Spearman Chewing Gum show that is completely unrehearsed. And, of course, we have absolutely no script on this show and no prearranged questions. Matter of fact, I only had a chance to talk to you for a minute or so before the program went on the air. So I hope that I'm not throwing you a curve when I ask you this question. Perhaps it's not fair. If it isn't, please don't answer it. Who, Jimmy, is Mrs. Calabash? Well, let me tell you something, Howard. You know, even my own boys don't know nothing about that. And uh, I said this to one person. I said there's some secrets a gentleman must keep. And this is a secret that you prefer to keep forever. Yes. Well, certainly, Jimmy, you know that it's uh, the curiosity of all of show business, but I think that it is a secret because you are a gentleman that if you want to keep, certainly I'm no one at all to invade the privacy of your own thoughts and your own world. I just want you to know, though, how perfectly wonderful it is for me to have the opportunity of talking to you on this show, and I hope all the United States of America and the foreign market all buy. I love you. I do. Oh, thanks a million, Howard. And believe me, this is a thrill. And as soon as I get off the air here... I'm going to throw all these technicians out and go back to bed. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. Thank you very, very much, Jimmy Durante from California, and the very best of luck to you in your great career as Master Showman of 1955. Thanks, Jimmy Durante. Thanks a million, Howard. All right, boy. Jimmy Durante, the real sweet guy of show business, a guy that you must love just as much as we do and everyone who knows him. He's one of the truly greats. This is Howard Miller from Chicago thanking you and thanking Jimmy for Wrigley Sperman Chewing Gum. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time. Bye-bye, everyone. You've just heard The Howard Miller Show with music on records brought to you from Chicago by Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Be sure and join Howard Miller tomorrow at the same time when his guest will be Mindy Carson. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>